Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are at the end of the account in Second Chronicles 20 about how the Lord uh, did battle for his people and for Jehoshaphat. But there's a couple little points at the end of the chapter I think that would do us quite well. We ended in the previous episode with the 30th verse that says this, So the king kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace, for his God gave him rest on all sides. So there was peace. They'd been threatened. Now they were at peace. Now listen to this, verse 31. Now Jehoshaphat reigned over Judah. He was 35 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 25 years. And his mother's name was Azubah, the daughter of Shilhi. He walked in the way of his father Asa and did not depart from it, doing right in the sight of the Lord. So what we have here is we have just a little you know, chronology, a little genealogy here, <clears throat> Jehoshaphat how he ruled for 25 years. And he started ruling when he was 35 years old, so he's relatively young, though there were some that were much, much younger than this. And so he ruled in the way and walked in the way of his father Asa, and he didn't depart from it. He did right in the sight of the Lord. So this shows us that Asa and Jehoshaphat both were good kings. They weren't perfect kings. We're about to see a couple of examples of that, okay? But they were good kings. The southern kingdom of Judah had good kings. They had bad kings. The northern kingdom of Israel had 19 kings, and they were all bad. Every one of them. It's just real easy to remember. If you're north, you're bad. If you're south, you've got some good. And those of us in the States know that that would preach right there, right? <laughs> but anyway, he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. But then verse 33, it doesn't start with the word however, but it has however as the fourth word. Listen to this. The high places, however, were not removed. The people had not yet directed their hearts to the God of their fathers. Now, what is that all about? He was a good king. Jehoshaphat was a good king. But the high places were not removed. The high places was exactly what you think it would be. It would be the high mountaintops, the high hills, things like that. And his places of pagan and cultic worship, occultic worship. And uh, the people of, of the Lord were not to have anything to do with it. But what they did constantly was they uh, syncretized things. They would bring in pagan practices into true faith. And so they kept going to the high places. And it would be like this. Well, you know, it hasn't rained in a while, and we really need to go pray to the God. Uh, I think Baal was a, a, a God of rain and thunder. I'm not sure. Don't hold that to me. But we need to go pray to him because, you know, we need some rain. And they would. And they kept these high places up. Now, some of the kings made an attempt to eliminate them. And they might have even torn down the high places during their reign. But as soon as they die, the people built the high places back up. And this verse right here shows us why. And this is why I think it's so important for us. Because, folks, there are high places in our lives. Okay, there are high places. If we're not careful... We will live with high places. And it's really idolatry. And it's real simple. <clears throat> if there's anything 
to which you give more thought, more attention, more resources, more anything than the Most High God, then that is an idol. Okay, that is an idol. And these high places were idolatrous places, and they were abhorrent in the eyes of the Lord. Now, the Lord gives us some more insight into this. He says, the people had not yet directed their hearts to the God of their fathers. Now, this is in the context of explaining Jehoshaphat's life real quick. Okay, and sort of writing an epitaph for his life here. The people had not directed their heart to the God of their fathers. We've seen when the Lord rescued them that they worshipped him and they praised him and they gave thanks to him because they realized this came from God and they were ecstatic over it, right? But guess what? They haven't hadn't taken the high places down, haven't removed them, hadn't destroyed them, and they had not yet directed their hearts to the God of their fathers. I think there's a lot of people who are religious, who go to church, who are good people from the outside sort of looking in, who really struggle with high places in their life because they truly have not yet directed their hearts to the God of their fathers. Okay? In the New Covenant perspective and understanding, basically they're not saved, folks. They might speak the language of Zion, they might say this, they might say that, and all this kind of thing, but they're truly not saved. Now, verse 34 says this, Now the rest of the Acts of Jehoshaphat, first to last, they were written in the annals of Jehu, the son of Hanani, which is recorded in the book of the kings of Israel. And so you read that, you think, oh, well, we got, we got kings in our Bible. No, the ones we got in our Bible, that's the book of the kings of Judah. There, were another book, there was another book called the king of Israel. And within that, Jehu wrote some annals, wrote some recordings related to what Jehoshaphat was all about. Now, listen to the last three verses here of this chapter. After this, Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, allied himself with Ahaziah, king of Israel. He acted wickedly in doing so. And we see a cross-reference uh, over in, I can't remember if it's in Kings or Samuel. I think it's in Kings, probably Kings. Yeah, it'd be Kings. Uh, you see some more information about this account. Jehoshaphat decided to build some ships. And so Ahaziah, the king of the north, who was a bad king, wanted to get on this. And so uh, Jehoshaphat was going to use these ships to go off and get some gold. Go to Ophir, I think, which has had the most excellent gold, as they say. And so Jehoshaphat agreed to ally himself with uh, the king of Israel. Verse 36, here it says, So he allied himself with him to make ships to go to Tarshish, and they made the ships in Ezion-Geber. Then Eleazar, the son of Dodavahu of Merashah, prophesied against Jehoshaphat, saying, Because you have allied yourself with Ahaziah, the Lord has destroyed your works. So the ships were broken and could not go to Tarshish. We see uh, basically the same idea in the parallel account, but here you have the reasoning for it. Because he had allied himself with the king of the north, God was displeased, and the Lord sent a prophet, Eleazar, to tell him what was going on. He says, because you have done this, your ships are broken. Now, when you read the other account, it's nearly like that uh, uh, Jehoshaphat adhered to the word of the Lord and that he went and broke the ships. That's a possibility. When he received the word, it could very well have happened that he said he's going to break the ship. The other account definitely makes it clear that he went back to uh, the king and said, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this. 
and he broke the alliance that he made. But regardless, something happened to the ships, whether it was God that broke the ships or whether the ships just didn't work, which I doubt because they knew how to build a ship back then. Okay, Either way, the ships were broken, and he could not go to Tarshish. And you think, well, that's sort of a strange way to end the chapter, a strange way to end an account about somebody. Well, yes and no. It just shows us. Remember how we saw that Jehoshaphat was afraid when the enemy was coming against him? He was fearful. He's just like us, okay, in every way. Here, you know, he did not depart from the way of his father. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord, and yet he allied himself with somebody and acted wickedly in doing so. That's what the Scripture said in verse 3. So how can you do what is right in the sight of the Lord but act wickedly in doing so? Folks, I think it's just like our lives. Overall, big picture-wise, he was acting right and sought the heart of the Lord and doing what was right in the sight of the Lord, but he made mistakes sometimes. He made mistakes, and so he made a mistake here. Uh, sometimes people jump on this and say, well, it's just like us. I sin every day. I sin every day. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No, I'm getting more and more why I despise that terminology because if you're truly saved, if you're truly saved, you don't have to sin every day. You don't have to sin because you're in flesh because you're dead in the flesh. The reason you sin is because we choose to. And that's an entirely different subject matter, isn't it? Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.